0: Verse 1, Daniel chapter 9, In the first year of Darius, son of Xerxes, a Mede by descent, who was made ruler over the Babylonian kingdom, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the scriptures, according to the word of the Lord given to Jeremiah the prophet, that the desolation of Jerusalem would last 70 years. Uh, Daniel is an old man here. Uh, He's been in Babylon for years. As a matter of fact, the Babylon captivity uh, has already uh, existed for 67 years when he reads this from Jeremiah the prophet and realizes that the captivity is almost over. Now, he read exactly from Jeremiah chapter 25, and I'll just read it. Beginning in verse 11, and if you're a note taker, you can just write down Jeremiah 25, verse 11. This whole country will become a desolate wasteland, and these nations will serve the king of Babylon 70 years. 70 years. So Daniel reads this, and here's what's interesting no doubt he had read it before. I mean, this is not new to him, he knew scripture. But all of a sudden, he read it this time, and the light came on. How many of you have read uh, a verse, you've read maybe a hundred times before, you've read before anyway, and uh, all of a sudden, the light came on? Anybody experienced something? How many? Of course, all, all of us probably, and if you haven't, you will. But you've got to read the scripture to experience it. <laughs> uh, so you might want to start there if you haven't gotten that far yet, so... For the light to come on, you got to be in the book, all right? Um, Back in Daniel chapter 9. So I turned to the Lord, verse 3, and pleaded with him in prayer and petition and fasting and in sackcloth and ashes. When he realized... From the light coming on, he read that scripture, he realized the captivity is almost over. And it drove him to the Lord in a greater way in prayer, fasting, petition. Verse 4, I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed. And here he records his prayer for us. I'm so glad he did. O Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with all who love him and obey his commands. We've sinned and done wrong. We've been wicked and have rebelled. We've turned away from your commands and laws. We've not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. Lord, you are righteous. But this day we are covered with shame. The men of Judah and the people of Jerusalem and all Israel, both near and far, In all the countries where you've scattered us because of our unfaithfulness to you. Lord, we and our kings, our princes, and our fathers are covered with shame because we've sinned against you. The Lord our God is merciful and forgiving even though we have rebelled against him. We've not obeyed the Lord our God or kept the laws he gave us through his servants, the prophets. All Israel has transgressed your law and turned away Refusing to obey you. Therefore the curses and sworn judgments written in the law of Moses the servant of God. Have been poured out on us because we have sinned against you. You fulfill the word spoken against us and against our rulers by bringing upon us great disaster. Under the whole heaven nothing has ever been done like what has been done to Jerusalem. Just as it is written in the law of Moses. All this disaster has come upon us Yet. We've not sought the favor of the Lord our God by turning from our sins and giving attention to your truth. The Lord did not hesitate to bring the disaster upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in everything he does. Yet we have not obeyed him. Now, O Lord our God, who brought your people out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And who made for yourself a name that endures to this day. We have sinned. We've done wrong. O Lord, in keeping with all your righteous acts, turn away your anger and your wrath from Jerusalem, your city, your holy hill. Our sins and the iniquities of our fathers have made Jerusalem and your people an object of scorn to all those around us. Now, our God, hear the prayers and petitions of your servant. For your sake, O Lord, Look with favor on your desolate sanctuary. Give ear, O God, and hear. Open your eyes and see the desolation of the city that bears your name. We do not make request of you because we are righteous, but because of your great mercy. That's worth reading one more time. Now, we do not make request of you because we are righteous, but because of your great mercy. I love The scripture that says his mercies are new every morning. I needed some this morning. I needed some. Oh Lord, listen. Oh Lord, forgive. Oh Lord, hear and act. For your sake, oh my God. Do not delay. In other words, do it quickly. Because your city and your people bear your name. Quite a prayer. I have uh, divided the prayer into three parts, and it was fairly easy to do. And uh, I'm not going to give them, well, they are pretty much in the order. We read them. Uh, First is this, uh, Daniel's revelation. Revelation. Uh, And that came as he was reading Jeremiah chapter 25 for us. He didn't have a chapter heading. He didn't have verses. He just had the whole book. And he was reading. And he came to that section. And the light came on. You realize without revelation, uh, it's hopeless. I mean, without God uh, shining his light and giving us understanding and revelation, then uh, it just, we're lost <laughs> we're hopeless even as believers unless as believers once we've received the light uh, we don't continue to get more light well it's it's fruitless I love um, and I'm just gonna give you several scriptures here just listen if you want to turn to them, you can but I'm gonna go fairly quickly Matthew chapter 16 uh, and verse uh, 13 I love uh, Peter, he's one of my favorite characters, and uh, Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the son of man is? And they replied, well, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, uh, or one of the prophets. Well, what about you, he asked, and this is a personal question for them, each one of them. Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Peter's sticking his spiritual chest out there. He shouldn't because listen to Jesus' response after that confession. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man. But my Father in heaven, and I tell you, you're Peter. And on this rock, your confession, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. Based on his confession, which he got by revelation. A prayer I pray often for you. And I don't know all of you. I don't mention all your names or anything like that. I do mention some people specifically. Uh, when I sign new believers letters, uh, I will look at the names and and I don't know 99% of the people. Uh, but I look at the names and then I, I will almost always pray from Ephesians chapter 1. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 15, Paul writes to these believers and he says, for this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I've not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking, so this was a constant prayer of Paul's, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Paul's praying for these new believers, that the light would keep coming on, that they would learn more, they would know more, they would know uh, God better through the revelation. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he's called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. I pray this prayer for my children every single day, every day. Every day, I love the story in the Old Testament in Second Kings, chapter six. I never get tired of this story. I'm going to read it for us. Second Kings, chapter six. I'll uh, start it off in verse eight. Now, the king of Aram was at war with Israel. After conferring with his officers, he said, "I'll set up my camp in such and such a place." The man of God sent word to the king of Israel. Beware of passing that place because the Arameans are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on his guard in such places. Now how did he know that? By revelation. This enraged the king of Aram. He summoned his officers and demanded of them, Will you not tell me which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? Which of us is is a traitor? Well, none of us, my lord, the king, said one of his officers, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. So he said, go, find out where he is so I can send men and capture him. And the report came back, he's in Dothan. Then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night, surrounded the city. This is the part where I really love to read it. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Now, at that point, if you're the servant of Elisha, you're looking around going, where? (laughs) What are you talking about? And Elisha? prayed O Lord open his eyes so he may see and then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha wow I get goosebumps every time I read that story I'll make you dizzy. Go back to the New Testament now. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Uh, here's what Paul writes. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ is Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God said, let light shine out of darkness And he made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. To show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We're hard-pressed on every side but not crushed. Perplexed but not in despair. Persecuted but not abandoned. Struck down but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus sake, so that his life may be real, revealed in our mortal body. So then death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. With that same spirit of faith we also believe and therefore speak, because we know the one that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you in his presence. Listen, all this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And here's the clincher. This is what I want you to really see and hear. So, we fix our eyes. Not on what is unseen or what is seen but what is unseen for what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal wow that's the challenge in life as a Christian I need revelation and I need to learn on a regular basis to fix my eyes not on what I see but what I don't see On what God is doing behind the scenes, that I can't see with the naked eye, but I can see by faith with a spiritual eye. It's a great challenge, but it's a tremendous privilege. We ought to pray for believers, we ought to pray for one another that God grant us on a regular basis the spirit of revelation and wisdom. We ought to pray for unbelievers. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, if you just back up, says this. The God of this age, that would be Satan, Lucifer, the devil, that old serpent. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. We need to pray for them. The God opened their eyes because they're blinded. 2 Timothy 2, the last part of that chapter Uh, Paul writes there and he mentions that the servant of the Lord must not quarrel but be patient uh, with everyone. And then the ultimate goal, uh, so that uh, the one we're talking to might come to their senses and escape the trap of the devil. They're blinded, they're trapped. And then First John chapter two verse eleven, and a lot of other verses like First John chapter two verse eleven talks about unbelievers. They're walking in darkness, just like you and I were before we got the light of the gospel. They're blinded, they're trapped, and they're walking in darkness. And we need to pray for them. Hey, anybody know anybody any anybody tonight uh, in your life that you know that's spiritually blind? held captive by the enemy, or walking in darkness. Anybody? Any of those? Or all three? Yeah, I knew there would be a lot of hands. A couple more scriptures, quickly. Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men. There was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I'll see that she gets justice to get her out of my hair so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And if that's what the unjust judge says, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Will he find believers continuing to pray Look into the unseen. Continue to believe. Hey, let's be honest tonight. I've been praying. I've been praying for a particular family member in in my family for years and years and years and years and years. And I've come to times where I felt like God's not really listening because there's been no change. There's been no change. And sometimes I just want to give up. I just want to say, well, Lord, evidently they're without hope. And then God takes me to places like Luke 18. If they're still breathing, they're still breathing. There's hope. They're still breathing. There's hope. Daniel's revelation and Daniel's confession, his confession, and he includes himself Lord, and he said it again and again and again we've done wrong we've sinned we've done wrong we've sinned first john 1 9 is written to believers if we confess our sins he's faithful and just will forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness psalm 34 15 says the eyes of the lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer you know there are all kinds of things that can hinder your prayer as a believer i i don't like and yet I do like First uh, Peter chapter 3. First uh, Peter chapter 3. <laughs> as a husband, I don't like it. And yet as a Christian, I, I must like it. First uh, Peter chapter 3, uh, verse 7, if I can get to it. Maybe it's good if I don't get to it. Uh, verse 7, husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you with a gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Then he goes on about living in harmony, being humble. And then he goes back to a psalm I just quoted, only he talks about more of it. Whoever would love life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil, his lips from deceitful speech. Turn from evil, do good, seek peace, pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And sometimes the evil is what I, how I treated my wife. Daniel's revelation, Daniel's confession, and third, Daniel's pe- petition, his petition. His petition, what does he say? Hey, Lord, we're not asking you because we're righteous. We're asking you because we know you're merciful and you're a God who forgives. There's the motive. <laughs> not, because, not because we deserve to be heard. No, because you're merciful and you're forgiving. I'll read you one more and I'm done. One more. Psalm one thirty. I was just going to read a couple of verses here, and then I, I read it again this afternoon and I thought, man, I got to read the whole thing. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord, O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there's forgiveness, therefore you're feared. In his word I put my hope, my soul waits for the Lord. More than watchmen wait for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. Here's what we want to do. I'm done. That's the message. How'd you like that? That's it. No, don't clap. You know, don't do that. That's, That's for the Lord. That's not for me. You realize the potential in this room between now and when we dismiss around 8.15? The potential in the next few minutes. Much more powerful than me standing up here preaching. Much more powerful. If all of us would engage in prayer, much more powerful than any. You're the greatest preacher in the world standing on this pulpit and preaching tonight. And more power out here where you're sitting, potentially, potentially. But you've got to engage. I'm going to challenge you to engage. I'm going to challenge you if you're shy tonight, don't run away. I'm going to challenge you right now. Don't get up and go to the restroom. And, and, and you're not going to the restroom. Or you're really going acting like you're going to the restroom. You're going to sit out in the lobby somewhere. I can't stop you from doing that. But, hey, well, I don't know. Our ushers are pretty big tonight. We may be able to stop you. <laughs> Here's what we want to do. We want to pray 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 and here's how we're going to start here's how we're going to start Bob you can come and grab the guitar and we're going to start with confession and it's personal not, not group confession okay not group confession individual just between me and the Lord you and the Lord all of us here but just for about 60 seconds 60 seconds about 60 seconds you can cover a lot in 60 seconds confession He said, Lord you know what I need to confess this you're a husband here tonight. you got to confess something, and then you got to go confess it to your wife because your prayer is going to be hindered if you don't get that right, if you don't get it right, right now. So let's just go to the Lord personally, individually, personally, individually. All right? Just about 60 seconds, let's pray and confess. What is it you need to confess? Thank you, Lord. got a longer list, you just keep on going, okay? But a lot of us have already taken care of some things, all right? When you're done taking care of that, if your eyes are closed, when you're done, take a look and you guys, uh, you can put the prayer points up here for us. Here's what we want to do. We want to pray for believers and unbelievers. Now, if it's appropriate to mention names, mention names. If it's not appropriate, if you shouldn't mention the name in the group uh, publicly, out loud, then just... You say, Lord, you know who it is. You know who it is. And uh, you're welcome to look up during our prayer time. And, and these are just things to help us. But praying for believers, for example, the, what I mentioned from Ephesians, pray for wisdom, revelation, for hearts to be enlightened or our future hope. Pray for unbelievers. Uh, for example, pray that God would open their eyes. Pray that God would deliver them from captivity. Pray that God would shine the light Into their darkness because they're walking in darkness, and this is not to limit you. This is just to help you. Uh, Pray that God would act quickly. This family member I've been praying for for years. I'm hey, we're getting old, and I'm saying, Lord, Lord, do something now, do something now. And so here's what we want to do. It's easier if we stand, but I'm not. You you can sit. You can stand either one. Either way, you can decide in your group. But three to five people. Look, don't stay alone. Don't stay alone. Find a group, will you? Don't stay alone. Now, I'm not going to come looking for you if you stay alone, but I'm, in, I'm encouraging you. Find a group, three to five people. We're not going to pray long. As a matter of fact, you not. every one of you in that group not going to have time to pray. I guarantee you, at least out loud. Because we're going to go through this, and then we're going to go to another section. All right? so find three to five people we want to pray for believers and you can go beyond the, the suggestion here and then you want to think of unbelievers and you can you can pray for a believer and then somebody else pray for an unbeliever and you go back somebody else pray for a believer all right you got that is that clear so three to five people and then only about five minutes or so we're going to pray five to six minutes so get it going right away and then Bob's going to lead us in a song to break us out of this particular prayer session. Three to five people, let's pray. What a privilege to know you, Lord. You can go ahead and put our next uh, slide up, if you will. Um, Psalm 122, verses 6 and 7 tells us specifically, pray for Jerusalem. And of course, we know we want to pray for Israel. But that specific scripture says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We want to spend just a few minutes, again, just a few minutes, and pray for Israel. And here's just some suggestions, and not to limit you again, but pray for the remnant of believers. There's always been a remnant in Israel of those who uh, are truly saved. Yeah, that's the word we would use, truly saved. There still is. And uh, pray for the remnant, for strength, for perseverance, because things going to get worse before it gets better for Israel. We know that prophetically. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And, uh, you know, when we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, We're really praying praying for the Lord's soon return. And you can even say, Lord, come quickly. So listen, and other things the Spirit might give you to to pray for Israel, all right? Uh, Pray for God to open their eyes, uh, to open the eyes of the, you know, those that are blind. Now they don't see the Messiah. There's a small remnant, but there's a host that don't know and don't see. So just spend a few minutes and Bob will lead us out of this time with a song. Come on now, be bold, pray, go ahead and jump in, all right? And start praying.
1: save themselves there
0: let's pray for Israel one more brief uh, prayer time now can anybody think of another country that we should really pray for tonight how about the United States of America let's pray for America I love America I love America but if you see what I see and if you don't you're blind I mean the way we're headed and uh, here's some uh, just some prayer points listen that first one we'd be here a long time you know I mean, my goodness, the sexual sin, the perversion, sexual perversion that's becoming more rampant and more open. Uh, I mean, my goodness, it's awful. Uh, the slaughter of babies, uh, abortion. Uh, we're killing babies, and it's it's legalized. And, you know, we need to pray and confess the sin of our nation, uh, the apathy, I, the sin of Sodom. Early on in my Christian life, uh, I, I was i was just taken aback when i realized the sin of sodom the sin of sodom was not homosexuality you know that that was a byproduct of the sin of sodom the bible says here's the sin of sodom they were arrogant overfed and unconcerned god help america really i mean generally speaking throughout our land and uh, that's the root Um, so we need to confess the sin of our nation and You know, don't spend forever on that, but name some of the things. Lord, we've we've sinned, our nation, we've sinned, and we are sinning uh, against you. And uh, plea for God's mercy for our nation, for our nation. Pray for revival, and revival, of course, doesn't start in Washington. Revival does not start in Washington. Revival starts here. Revival starts in the church, in the church. Never going to hit Washington until it first hits the church, okay? And a lot of people are trying to get Washington saved. I want Washington saved too. And that, but revival is not going to come to Washington until it comes to the church. So, hey, in your groups. Okay, come on. Some of you not in a group. If, if you're shy, hey, so invite somebody not in your group. If you're a group small, say, hey, I want to join you this last session, join our group. And if they say no thanks, then that's fine. But, you know, some of you still alone here tonight. We don't want you to be alone. All right? This is a group thing. Let's pray. Come on. Let's pray. done the last few minutes is more powerful than the best preaching message you could ever give. I'm telling you. I want to do one more thing. I want to invite you to do this. And I know some of us aren't physically able. um, But listen, we're almost done. We got one more song. Um, Can we get on our knees before the Lord? Everybody who's physically able find a place. If you want to come down front here, you know, uh, find a place in the aisle, find a place on the side. Let's get on our knees before the King of kings and Lord of lords. And as we do, let's thank him. Just thank him in your own heart for hearing us tonight because he's heard us. We're his children. Lord, we do thank you for hearing us tonight. Thank you for the privilege of prayer. And Lord, we bow before you, King of kings, Lord of lords. We say, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Straighten out this crooked world. We long for your coming. We long for your kingdom. Until then, Lord, help us to see the unseen. Grant us that fresh spirit every day of wisdom and revelation that we might know you better. Lord, open the eyes of hearts that they might really know the hope to which you've called us to. The glorious inheritance in the saints. Amen. Hallelujah,
2: Lord. Praise the
1: name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. He's my rock. He my fortress he's my deliverer in him will i trust praise the name of day in history. Death is beaten, you have rescued me. Sing it out, Jesus is alive. The empty cross, the empty grave. Life eternal, you have won the day. Shout it out, Jesus is alive. faith, I am yours, Jesus, you are mine. Endless joy, perfect peace, earthly pain finally will